Hello, and welcome to Ghostwriter. I'm your host, Corinne Prevost, and we are just going to do a quick bonus episode. Guys, it's all happening. I'm sure you've already heard. Luann is going back to jail today for failing um, or testing positive for alcohol in one of her tests, which I feel like this is she's already done this before, and they had been reporting that she's not going to any of her... Um, AA meetings or not the amount that she's supposed to go to and that she wasn't doing her community service. So it just kind of felt inevitable. So I always thought that she wasn't really an alcoholic. This was just, you know, a way of tactic that lawyers use. So you don't have to go to jail right away. You can be like, poor me, I'm the victim. Uh, I need to go get some help and go to rehab. But now I'm beginning to think that maybe she really truly is an alcoholic. And, um, I mean, she definitely ensured herself another season on the show, that's for sure. I don't know what this means for all you cabaret ticket holders. I'm glad that I got to go while the going was good at Anaheim. And I don't know, she seemed sober for the majority of the um, of the show in Anaheim. But right in the beginning, I guess she says the same thing for every city, which is, oh, Anaheim, it's always been a dream to perform in Anaheim. This is amazing, which is, I don't know if that's really anybody's dream to perform in Anaheim, but she was tripping over the words, but we were all like, oh, uh-oh, but it could just be, you know, she has to fill in the city all the time, and this is this tour is a real whirlwind, it's a real world tour. I mean, I guess it's a real uh, U.S. domestic tour. Um, so if you have your tickets, good luck getting a refund on those. Um, anyway, so, oh, so the thing is, I've always wanted to really explore Dorinda's alcoholism. I just feel like we can do a whole season and just go do a deep dive into Dorinda. And I'm never getting that season out of New York, even though I am not complaining because New York delivers every single week. But if you can't stay sober for long in, when jail time is being threatened, then I feel like absolutely, yes, you have an alcohol problem. All right, guys, I want to talk a little bit about something that I'm noticing on Bravo that's become a trend, and I'm not loving it. Uh, it's orphan storylines, okay? They're storylines that are riveting and interesting and juicy, and we want more, but they just kind of disappear and go away, and it's loose ends. I don't know if any of you watched that show Lost, but every episode people would complain because you would get, it was more questions than answers, right? And I like to close the loop. So here are a few storylines that I think we never close the loop on. These are super loose ends. I, I still have high, high interest in these, and I'm just wondering if these are things that you guys noticed or also are interested in. Okay, we'll start with Potomac, which hopefully everyone is watching because it is getting real good. Ashley's mom. A lot of people are not a huge Ashley fan. I feel like Ashley is a storyline factory. Let's Now, the mom just came back, and it seemed to be the first time that the mom and Michael were saying hello again. Okay, so many questions. Does Mike, does Ashley's mom still live with this partner that Ashley and her brother hate? Now, Ashley chose her words carefully and kept saying this individual, this partner, never saying the gender if it was a man or a woman. I don't know why that is, but I love the idea that Ashley's mom, there's a lesbian storyline here and she's being controlled by someone else. Maybe it's a man. I have no idea. Um, the drugs, that what what drugs is this partner doing exactly? Are they street drugs? Are we doing, um, you know, prescription drugs? Is Ashley's mom doing them as well? Has Ashley's mom 
always had a drug problem. Is this new? What is preventing this partner and Ashley's mom from working and paying their bills? Because it seems like Ashley's mom does work. She was like a nurse's assistant or some kind of aide, but is that just not enough money? I mean, I know it's not a lot of money, but is that not enough money to support the drug habit and her lifestyle? Very confusing. And if Ashley pays for places, does this individual have to also live there? Um, Uncle Lump. As soon as I heard the word Uncle Lump, I was thinking, uh-oh, what kind of look is this guy going to have? Uncle Lump is super hot. And I forgot, we actually met him a long time ago. So uh, Ashley's whole backstory to me is very fascinating because it seems like it's high end, it's low end. There's a lot going on in her family. I just really like Uncle Lump. I like everything about him. What does Uncle Lump think about Ashley's mom? I just assume he's doing well. Um, is is he going to? Can he help pay? What does he think about this? This guy. I, th- there's so so much. I mean, that could be like its own break off episode. Just let's do Ashley's mom, Uncle Lump, and Ashley's family. Okay, that's very interesting to me. Okay, but th- th- there's more. You think what could? What else are these storylines that we haven't haven't closed up here? How about Michael and the gay rumors? Now, these rumors are all back for new incidents, but I have a long memory. Do we remember when they posted the photos of him on Grind, um, suppo- allegedly, supposedly from Grinder, and apparently he had some kind of tryst in London with a guy who did not know he was on TV, and I guess he bought the guy a Cartier bracelet. Um, wow. What are you doing in the bedroom that you are getting a Cartier bracelet after one thing? Okay, do you know what I had to do to get a Cartier bracelet? I had to literally make another human being, okay? I had to get sliced open by a doctor, um, not be able to walk, have to put ice on my nether regions. I mean, uh, I you know, maybe we could learn a thing or two from this uh, London man or boy. I'm not sure. I think he was a, a bit younger than Michael, but but legal. Um, so those pictures were um, quite compelling if you want to look up the naked pictures of Michael, allegedly Michael from Grindr. And I feel like we never explored that. We were so worried about if Karen was living in a fake house. But I, I'm more interested if Michael is buying Cartier bracelets on Grindr and if he has all this money for Cartier bracelets, but he doesn't have money to support Ashley's mom. Also, now that they're like kissing and making up, is Michael, again, paying for Ashley's mom or not? Can Ashley use her Bravo money and her flat tummy tea money or whatever, her, the money from her amazing hit single to help support her mom? Does Michael need to be involved? Uncle Lump's party. Who paid for Uncle Lump's party? Because it seems like that open bar was cracking. And also, why didn't we just stay until 4 in the morning with everybody or 2, two in the morning and record that? Come on, that's like a whole other episode. I, I don't like this iPhone footage. Let's stay there and check out what's going on. The drunker, the better. That's when it gets good. Okay. Um, yeah, so make sure you look up the pics online. Also, so recently, oh no, when we went, they have a house. Ashley and Michael had that house in Rehoboth. And I want to say it's season one or two. Maybe it was season two where they all go on a trip to Rehoboth. And whatever, the house is fine. It's not like real housewives good. But they... I don't, for whatever reason, they all went to a gay bar, all the ladies at Potomac, and they ended up running into Michael there, and it seemed to be surprising and random. Now, I don't know if you guys have been to Rehoboth Beach, but I've been with my girl Missy, and I absolutely love it, but it is a 
really thriving, amazing gay scene. Great restaurants, great bars. Rehoboth Beach is super fun. I think it's my favorite beach on the East Coast. That It's just really compact and cute. Tons of great places to go. So that's another thing. I don't know. I mean, listen, he could be gay, not gay, whatever, but we just never followed up on any of this. Okay. Now, Sheree. Sheree is no longer on Real Houses of Atlanta. I'm not sure. I think the rumor was that she wanted too much money because, hey, here's one huge mystery. How is she affording Chateau Sheree, especially now with not being on Real Houses of Atlanta? Rumors are swirling that these spring-summer joggers are coming out any second now. What I found really weird is that Who's Gonna Check Me Boo shirt that came out and I guess sold out at Nordstrom. Like, who has a tagline and then makes a shirt for it four and a half years later? I mean, not really culturally relevant anymore, but I guess when you're iconic, you can do that. But why, also, why is it, why did Nordstrom sell it? That's really random. Usually all this, like, cheap tchotchke shit has to, you have to sell it on your own website or on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, Craigslist or something. So very weird. But how is she affording this house? Why is the house in her mother's name? Is her credit messed up? I recently started watching all of the old um, Atlanta episodes and Portia was saying, oh, you know how it is when you're, she said, oh, you know, we're black. When you're five, you already have a light bill. And she said, your credit's all used up by the time you're 10. So I found that interesting. Um, and I don't know if that has something to do. Maybe her mom used up her credit, got her credit up. I, I, I don't know. I think it's more to do with when you're going to do shady. I call it creative accounting, okay, which is what Real Housewives are really famous for. Creative accounting is when you, um, you know, you see the future. You see the bankruptcy. You understand that you are spending $50,000 a month, but you're making $8,000 a month, or that you're spending $200,000 a month, but you're making $200,000 a year. And you know that 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 that's going to run out, right? And it's just not going to work. So you think ahead. You put your house under someone else's name. You, um, you know, put assets in different countries. You use one credit card to pay another credit card. You get cash advances. You do a little bit of this and you do a little bit of that. You get ready for the shit storm that is going to be financially coming your way. Um, okay. Now, Sheree, she left us on a freaking cliffhanger. Is Sheree going to finish her basement? We don't know. Is she going to get the plates for the lights in her spa? Is she going to get it set up the way that her prison boo wants it done? Is he going to get out of jail? Are they still dating? Is she dating other people? Is he meeting other people in his prison through the toilet bowl, which I recently learned all about this on a show called Jailbirds. Jailbirds on Netflix. Please watch it. People are meeting through toilet bowls, people. This is what's going on. So what they're doing is they're putting a big stack of cups in a toilet bowl. Well, first, first, okay, step one, you got to get all the water out. Step two, you put like either like a big stack of cups, put your ear so you can hear your friend talking through the bowl, or you can put a empty toilet paper roll, right? And you put your mouth in it, talk, whatever. Apparently the people who are doing a lot of dating on the toilet bowl are suffering from a lot of acne and skin problems. Doesn't surprise me. Um, there's human waste in there, so that's not great for the skin, uh, as we all know. I am a licensed esthetician in the state of California. And um, also, I never had clients that were dating on the bowl, though. And also, 
Um, there's a lot of chemicals that I'm, you know, industrial strength. I don't think we're using the organic, uh, cleaning products. We're not using, you know, cleaning our toilets in the jail with Jessica Alba's, you know, really organic, uh, stuff, even though her shit's not really organic. So save your money. It's overpriced unless you get it at Costco. Like I sometimes do. Um, oh yeah. And just those, those, uh, Honest diapers are just another brand of diapers. I think they're called like Seventh Nature or seven, something like that. And it's just exactly that diaper, but they just printed a picture on it. So listen, he's going to shit in it. Doesn't need an anchor. Okay. So stop buying those. Um, did Nini really date the guy that Sheree was in prison with? I don't think we went deep enough on this, but Nini is a lost cause. I mean, she just shuts everything down. She's just... I think she's run her course as I know she's an icon and a legend and a comedian in her own right, but it just seems like she doesn't want to be there, even though she just signed on for, I guess, like 1.2 million or something of that nature. Okay. So is that all for Sheree? Yes. Okay. So Apollo, and I've done some research on this for you. Is he still engaged? Is this woman holding him down in prison? Which I don't know what that means. Does that mean putting money in the commissary account? I'm not, I'm not sure. Her name is Sharian Al-Mufti. I'm not sure that's how you say it. So I went to her Instagram, as any true investigative journalist would do. Uh, I do it so you don't have to, guys. And here's what's going on in her Instagram. Okay. She lives in Pennsylvania, guys. She is a real estate agent and real estate investor, according to her. She seems to like a lot of flashy labels. She seems to be modeling herself after like a broke down Kardashian, right? You know, she has the leather Gucci um, belt. Not What is it called? I have them. I don't have the Gucci one, but the purse belt. I have the Rebecca Minkoff. Okay. That's my budget. Rebecca Minkoff on sale at Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's has the best sales. Um, it's the Gucci belt bag that every freaking housewife has. I feel like they hand it out to them when they go to watch what happens live or something. Very Dorit. Um, she's wearing biker shorts, maybe not the best choice for her, but that's fine. Um, she is posting pictures of Apollo in his prison clothes. What the hell's going on? They have cameras in prison. They're doing Instagram photo shoots in prison. Let me tell you what's going on with Apollo and I'll post the picture on my Instagram, which is ghostwriter underscore at ghostwriter underscore podcast, is that Apollo is all the way swole, okay? Donkey booty, that Apollo was like basically just a thin, muscleless nothing. Apollo is all the way swole. He is huge, which I guess is like a thing. Have you heard people talk about prison body? I think Kevin Hart talks about it in one of his one of his comedy specials, which is where a lot of people in prison tend to want to um, get really a big on top. You know, it's arm day and chest day every day, and it's leg day never. So we got some real toothpick legs. And, you know, maybe some flat buns, but we got some real big biceps, triceps, or I don't know what triceps are, biceps, pecs. Uh, I don't know my way around the muscle groups too much. I like to do a light walk while watching a Netflix show at the gym. I don't like to overexert myself. Okay, so on her Instagram account, we got some different things um, going on. So let me pull up the pictures here because I want to talk about them. So you guys all know she was on a little show called Say Yes to the Dress. So first of all, uh, she has that link. So under, under you know, her little bio, which I don't understand why my bio has to be so short and other people's bios go on and on. I need to figure Instagram out. But she has, you know, a real estate investor, blah, blah, blah. 
And then she has Say Yes to the Dress, which she was on an episode, which I still have I've yet to watch and definitely need to watch that. It's been on my mind. And then she has the Real Housewives of Atlanta with a peach next to it. What are you talking about, Willis? No, no, no. You were on one episode of Real Houses of Atlanta. So this makes me think she just wants any kind of fame that she can just grasp onto. Is this relationship even real? I mean, she's complaining on her Instagram about the deadbeat dad to her daughter. I don't know if she has at least one daughter. I don't know about anyone else. Um, and it seems like she's doing well financially. So you want to go from one deadbeat to another. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. So now you're going to have to like fill up his commissary account. And then when he gets out, if he doesn't go back to a life of crime, I'm not really sure what job he's going to do. Like he's, you know, I don't know. I bet he's not getting those donkey booty residuals. And I'm not sure that that thing's selling. He doesn't have real Housewives of Atlanta fame and money. So that's an issue. Um, so I don't know, go, go from one deadbeat to the other. I, I'm not here to, to support men or what. I mean, I think, Sherian, you deserve better, okay? And this is like, what kind of example is that to your child that you're meeting people in prison? I mean, it's kind of like 90 Day Fiance. Like, you're actively going out and you don't want to do Bumble. You don't, I mean, I know it's... It's not great out there with the dating is what I'm married, but what I hear from all my girlfriends, I get that, but there has to be a better option than someone who's doing five to 10 in the local penitentiary. There has, I have to imagine, I have some single guy friends I could introduce you to Sherry and I I think we can, we can upgrade from this. Okay. So Beverly Hills real quick, there's a scene where they are in Maui and, um, Teddy and Edwin go down a slide. Now, I was on that slide, so I didn't stay at that resort, but I went on a boat trip that left from that resort, and after our boat trip, we had had quite a few cocktails, and we decided that we were going to enjoy the facilities at the hotel, even though we were not supposed to be, okay? But we had a sitter taking care of my baby at the house that we rented, and we wanted to just have some fun. So swimming in the pool, all is well and good. But you're really supposed to have a wristband, you know, one of those stupid wristbands for the resort. So my friend Laura and I go with our husbands, and we go to go on the slide. Then I realize you have to have the wristband to go on the slide, okay? I also have picked up a pool noodle from the pool that I'm holding on to for dear life for some reason. Now, I am the kind of person who reads the rules when I go anywhere, okay? Which is why I guess I get so surprised when people are doing all the crazy shit that they do at my gym because I'm like, did you guys like not read the freaking rules? It's like blown up huge. It's right there. Just read it and then you'll figure out how to act. So I am the only person, I guess, in the world that sits there and reads all the rules. So the rule said no pool noodles coming down there. So I start having a panic attack because I really want to have this pool noodle. I'm not sure who it belongs to. I think it belongs to the resort because there seems to be a lot of people with them. And I can't bring it down. And I just am like, what am I going to do? And I have to, and I feel like I have to make, it's a real Sophie's choice. Am I going to walk down the stairs and just have a good time with my noodle in the regular pool? Or am I going to get the thrills and chills of going down the water slide, but then have to ditch my noodle? And then it's a real question mark if I'm going to come across another noodle while I'm in the pool. Who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't? Is it a chance I'm willing to take? So my friend Laura is like, get a fucking grip on yourself. The guy who's like the security guard of the slide at this pool is like maybe 14.5 years old and, you know, 
could give a shit. And what is he going to do, Corinne? Arrest you if you go down with the pool noodle. But no, still, I don't want to break the rules. So I decide to ditch the pool noodle, okay? I've made a decision. It's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay with the group. Don't break away. Stay with the group. Okay, fine. Next, I see that it says you have to have a wristband to go down the pool. So now I'm in full panic mode. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what I actually think is going to happen, but these are the kinds of breakdowns that I have. Even though I will get asked to go to jury duty and I will throw that in the garbage can and just move on with my day, no problem. When it says things on there like jail time, press charge, you know, that doesn't bother me one iota, but for some reason, this 14-year-old kid, I think he's going to, I don't know. I don't know what I think he's going to do. So my friend Laura is like, you've got to like really, like Laura does not read the rules, okay? She just does what she pleases when she wants. And people, when you walk around the world with that kind of confidence, people rarely stop you. And when they do, she's like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to go down the slide anyway. And then I just won't come back. I mean, she just, you know, it's really admirable what she does. So anyway, when all these memories came flooding back to me, because that's Laura before that kind of thought I was a normal person and maybe had average to good mental health. And after she saw that breakdown, she was like, wow, there's a lot going on in there and none of it is good. Anyway, back to Teddy and Edwin. So Teddy and Edwin go down the slide because they're just super fun not. And then they're sitting in the hot tub talking. And then Teddy really, I understand why she didn't make it as an actress because she obviously has some lines that she wants to say and it's not going great. She's talking about how texting people is just such a crazy job and she it's taking time away from her children and how difficult that is. Okay. Got it. Now, Girlfriend, you're talking about how your job is taking all this time away from your children while you're sitting in a hot tub in Hawaii without your children. So if you're that concerned with being with your children, then why are you doing Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Why are you on a vacation that you're crying about this? I mean, come the fuck on. And we know you have a nanny. It's just a fake storyline. There are I, I there are people that worry about this and care about this and... um I get that. I just don't think she's one of them, and I'm not buying it. I think Teddy is all the way thirsty, really wants the fame. I'm not buying any of her, anything that she's selling. Don't like her on the show. Met her in person. Super nice. Edwin, honestly, is way better looking in person than he reads on television. He He's just like a normal, like, I think they're a nice, nice enough couple. Do I want them on my television? Absolutely not. I just don't think they have star quality, star power, like a lot of these other girls are bringing. And it's just so fake and contrived. Like, just be the boring side person. That's fine. But I'm I'm just, I don't care. I'm not interested in that storyline. I'm not interested in most storylines that involve children. I mean, unless it's Melania, then just shut up, get in the background. We don't care. Not interesting. Also, some people have a hard time telling, like, we all love our children, understanding what is an actual funny or interesting story about your child and what is something that you think is funny and interesting, um, but really no one else gives a shit about. So something to think about next time you're telling a story. Okay, so why are people having bridesmaids when they are on second and third weddings? Give me a break. Why? I I felt uneasy about something in this wedding. The wedding was gorgeous, blah, blah, blah. But 
when Camille is walking down the aisle or the grassy knoll um, to get married, they, on either side of her, there are three, I'm going to guess, men of perhaps Hawaiian descent that are dressed in like traditional Polynesian Hawaiian clothing. I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble. I'm saying everything wrong right now. And it just felt not right to me. Something about the optics. It's like three very dark skinned men on either side with just a little loincloth covering their family jewels. And then the white blonde woman walking in the middle with the white dress. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I can't put my finger on it. It just felt in 2019, it wasn't really the right, the right vibe, but maybe that's what the hotel offers. I'm not sure. Maybe she thought of that herself. I don't know. Sometimes we have to just think about optics. Something isn't really wrong, but it might not be the best look for us, especially when we were just defending um, Brett Kavanaugh the other week. Um, you know, Camille's a monster. Love her. Keep her on the show forever. Southern charm, guys. What, what I wanted to do, but I didn't have time to do yet this week, is just really do a deep dive into the whole timeline of Thomas Ravenel's problems with the law because they are – it's just so many things. The other thing is J.D. Now, J.D., to me, horrible person, star quality, loved him on the show. There's so many times that J.D. just made me crack up laughing on this show – I want to know more about JD's sexual harassment case. So I hope that they just don't focus at all on Thomas Ravenel. And I think maybe it would be easier to say who hasn't been accused of some kind of sexual harassment or assault on Southern Charm than who has been accused. I don't know. I'm curious where we're even going to go. I mean, Ashley coming back for like one episode, who cares? Boring, whatever. Um, Obviously, Thomas isn't going to be on there, but are we just going to talk about him the entire time and he's not there? I think that's not really enough to build an entire season on. Uh, Michael and Patricia definitely changed their tune real quick when the uh, waves of public opinion start shifting. People want to make sure they're on the right side, which I find very interesting. I don't know. This Eliza Doolittle. Also, I, I have never seen a group of people. I mean, I know it's kind of they're put together for the show, but... Oh, I mean, there's 60-year-olds hanging out with 21-year-olds, hanging out with, I don't know a lot of like people in their 60s and dare I say 70s, who are really loving to just talk to an Eliza Doolittle character. That's who someone they're going to invite to their home. So that just feels really put on to me. Um, that's, I don't know. I tend to hang out with people in a in a certain age range, uh, you know, from 30s, 40s, maybe a little 50s, but... I don't really have interest in talking to someone who's 21 years old and I'm 38. So I don't, I don't, I don't see the common ground here. So another thing that I think might be fake or I, I I'm suspect about is if Whitney actually slept with Catherine, I, he's the producer of the show and the creator of the show. So I'm kind of curious if that's something that Whitney wanted to plant so that we could just, I don't know, think Whitney's getting some. Um, I don't know. Let's let's see where that goes. I mean, I, I, Whitney to me seems almost asexual. I, you know, I know that that's like the go-to thing is that everyone thinks everyone's gay on all these shows, but 
I don't know. I just can't imagine him with a woman. I can't imagine him with a man. I just, I, I just can't imagine it. So I'm curious if he just wants to dip his toe into the show just enough to still be, get the benefit of the fame from it and kind of help move along storylines. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where that goes. I, I remember at one point, maybe it was last season or a few seasons ago, because I watched every season back to back. I spent like $200 buying all the seasons. My husband and I sat and watched them for like a month every single night. Like, dedicated fans do. And um, he, there was like a storyline or a hint of a storyline of like a Shep and a Catherine liking each other. I mean, Shep can't even wake up in the morning. So I don't know if he's going to really do that great with a girl who has a child. I also don't understand what the issue with Shep and Madison is. And God, the misogyny is just thick there with Shep saying, it's one thing for Austin to get caught in a threesome red-handed with someone's underpants on the floor next to his bed, but it's a, you know, that's bad. But what's really bad is then Madison cheating on him. So what's the deal? Is it because a woman did it? Is it because it's a revenge situation? I mean, whatever you, I think you get cheated on, go cheat on him back. There you go. That's fair. Oh, I forgot to mention I'm Beverly Hills. Here's something crazy that happened that no one wanted to talk about or mention is that little tiny bri- that little tiny car that Camille got into to drive to the wedding, which was a super, super cute car, but looked really uncomfortable to sit in, especially in those big dresses. Um, at one point, why did only some bridesmaids get to go in that car? Wouldn't we get a vehicle for all the bridesmaids? Like that is very Camille. She just picks the A-team to go with her. Got it. And then one of the girls almost got run over. The car door was open and someone started driving when the car door was open, put their foot on the gas, which why, I forget, I don't know if it was Camille driving or someone else, but why are you driving when the car door is open? And then it the door almost knocks over the extra bridesmaid. And I was like, oh my God, something horrible is going to happen. It was really scary. It reminded me of that time that Tamara flipped the, what is those stupid bu- dune buggy out in wherever the hell they were. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be an accident. And I would be pretty upset if I was that bridesmaid. A, I'm not even getting a flipping ride. I'm going to walk in the hot Hawaiian sun, I guess, or figure out my own Uber to your freaking wedding. I just spent like $10,000 on. And then on top of that, you're going to run me over with the car. You're not going to let me go in. I mean, that is just, it's not good. It's not cool. So I have to watch Southern Charm tonight because I buy all my stuff on iTunes and I have to watch it the day after. Isn't that just awful and terrible for me? Um, I'm reading Denise Richards' The Real Girl Next Door. So I'll tell you a little bit about it, but I'll do another full episode on this. So first of all, I was wondering, why did no one come up with this idea for a podcast of reading all the housewife books and recapping them? Because it's really time consuming. That's why, guys, to do to read one entire book every week, then figure out what the interesting parts are, then try to put that together and then try to do some research because there's always a million questions. Once I get in the book, next thing you know, I'm on the Vermont Country Store website ordering this, ordering that. Next thing you know, I'm ordering a margarita machine because that's what Patricia told me that you need for a party. And I was re-watching an old episode at the gym and guess who had a margarita machine for their housewarming? Whitney. So this is not just, they're not making stuff up. This is real life stuff. These are real ideas that they implement in their life. And I think they're good ideas. So I think I'm going to have to start breaking these books up into like a few episodes. All right. First of all, Denise Richards, The Real Girl Next Door. How amazing is that? At this point, she didn't know that she was going to be on Real Housewives, and she already has 
the perfect title, The Real Girl Next Door. Is this just coincidence? Did she see her future? I'm not sure. But I know that I am real excited to see that Christmas movie that she's in with the girl from My Dream of Jeannie. I'm confused about why she wants thinks she's going to be a genie or thinks there's an opening to be a genie. I'm not sure. Okay, so... Another interesting thing is on the back, you know, you get the little recommendations from other celebrities. The other celebrities are Tori Spelling and Lisa Rinna. And Lisa Rinna says, Denise may be the real girl next door, but in my book, she's a true friend and a truer broad in every sense of the word. Wow. I mean, that she says it all. Lisa strikes again. And in this book, she's going out to lunch with Lisa. I didn't realize that her and Lisa Rinna were real friends, not Hollywood friends, as Yolanda Foster used to say. So the book is really cool. It's a really interesting journey. She's really honest. I've just started. I'll just do one more thing about this book, and then I'll close it off. All right. 25 Things You May Want to Know About Me Right Now by Denise Richards. We're not going to do 25 because a lot of them are super boring. Okay. What's my favorite thing about myself? My patience. Hell yeah, girl. Your patience should be your favorite thing about yourself. You have the patience of many, many saints to have been married to Charlie Sheen. And then she let his sex worker come inside the house and set a place for her at Thanksgiving so her children could see their father with a sex worker at dinner. I mean, that's beyond. That's what Jesus would do, right? All right. What's my weirdest physical quality? I have flat feet. Flat feet. How do you wear heels and flat feet? Is it? I knew a friend with flat feet and it was a lot of issues for her, a lot of pain. Um, maybe, oh, you get an arch support. Hello. There you go. What would I change about myself to be less trusting? Oh my God. I remember just watching that wedding or maybe I didn't watch the wedding, but seeing pictures of the Charlie Sheen, Denise Richards wedding. And I'm like, this is terrible. You're not going to, you know, I don't believe in you change, you can change a man or a man's going to like change his ways. I mean, I know that, you know, very, very rarely it happens. People talk about it a lot, but the reason people talk about it a lot is because it's so fucking rare that it ever happens. Boxers or briefs on men. None. Well, got that right. She's a horny one, if we're to believe what she's telling us on Beverly Hills. And what did I sleep in last night? A thong and a tank top. Sleep in a thong? That is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I, I, can't, I wouldn't get one wink of sleep in a thong. That is... Uh, what's the point? I, I don't... Why just not take them off or put on a, a nice cotton gap brief? You know, don't turn your nose up at a at a cotton gap brief. Those can be quite comfortable. They're my everyday choice. You know, you can get five for twenty five, or is it five for thir- four for thirty? Four for thirty, I think it is. Yeah, that's what I split with my friend. We did a four for thirty. She got two, I got two. I vended her fifteen. That's how you do it, guys. All right, take advantage of those forty percent off sales when they come around, which is every week. Oh my God! Also, unrelated in retail news. Z Gallery is becoming, is liquidating. So if you want, you know, a mirrored piece, a sparkle piece, um, something with glitter for your home, if it's looking a little dull, you got to spazzle up the place, you get over there. They're going to be going on major sale soon. And Pier 1, I think, is in danger of liquidating. So they're having some, they're trying to get some, raise some funds right now. They are moving stuff. I'm going to get one of those hanging chairs. I've been on a journey with this freaking hanging chair. I wanted the Serena and Lily one, found it brand spanking new. Someone in LA had it on Craigslist. They're going to sell it to me for like 
I think 350 and these things are, I think it's like 700 on the Serena and Lily website. Then they, I'm I'm organizing what day I'm going to go get it, blah, 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 blah. Then they tell me, oh, actually my wife sold it to somebody at our job. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Then I got another person that had the CB21, which is also like 650 online. And I was going to arrange it with them. And then the guy said, I said, take pictures of it, you know, show it to me. The guy's like, when I took it out of the garage, my wife's like, hang it up. Why don't you guys communicate with your spouses before you tantalize me with your expensive wares on Craigslist? How about that? And so, you know, I'm just like, I'm just going to get the poor people one, the one from Pier 1. That's it. It's $300. It's it's only $199. Okay? $199 right now. I'm going to go get it today. The question is, do I buy the stand? Now, I'm a little worried about this because... I don't want to use the stands. I want to hang it from the ceiling in the new house we're moving into, but I don't know what the beam situation is, okay? I'm not a carpenter. But if I don't buy the stands now and they go out of business, am I ever going to be able to find the right stand that will work for this exact size chair? I don't know. And no one has a stand cheaper than them. The stand now is like 150 bucks or something, okay? Now, what if I do buy the stand, end up ends up I don't need it, and now I can't return it because they've closed down all the stores. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine, but, you know, I got – my toilet's also broken right now because my son broke it, so I got a lot of problems. But it's all going to be okay because Southern Charm is on tonight, and I have Denise Richards' book to read after, and I just cannot wait to dive in. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to me ramble on and on about all things Bravo and go to my Instagram because I'm going to post a few pictures that I stole from Sherian, which I think is okay. I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not. Um, I guess she can contact me if she doesn't like it. And yeah, that is about it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.